No. Oh, I don't know. You can't start a show like that. The one who got the breast reduction. <laughs> most, yes, we can. What's the most famous breast reduction in sports? Uh, Jennifer Capriati will take your calls coming up. 610. I, no. I would have to go with Simona Halep. I think Over that's Jennifer how you pronounce Capriati? her name. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. Nobody remembers know. Capriati anymore. She wasn't hot anyway. But I guarantee you people remember that Jennifer Capriati was a tennis player. Simone. Simona Halep. She's a tennis player. She's one of the top oh. ranked uh, players in the world. Harry, I did not know that. She's from like Eastern Europe. Okay. Well, that's a pretty big region. That's no yeah. longer. You can't well, just I, be Eastern European. Might block. be Romania. Okay. She might be Romanian. Somebody uh, on the enough. stream. Somebody on the stream will check it out. Yes, and we are live today. Now, you notice we are down one individual on the program for the next two days. Barrett Brooks is gone celebrating his birthday, but I we won't even put up odds. We normally put up odds when Harry's out about yeah. whether or not he'll check in. No odds for Barrett. It's a lock. He will check in at some point this program, right? Yeah, the house will lose. on uh, If you're betting that he's not going to show against the house, you're going to lose. Yeah, that's why we don't even put those odds up. Yeah. Right? That's why we don't even look at right. uh, something along those. I I'm a little concerned right now. We are live, and I see people are watching the program. Okay, there we go. The, whew, 90 seconds in, and I didn't see anybody say anything on the chat. And I'm like, whoa, maybe we did something here. Wait a second. Were you worried about the chat stream? I was. I was. What? Look, it's. Normally, we have people that are checking in on the chat ahead of time. Like ahead of time. Oh, no. Is that right? The live feed is. All right. Well, we'll fix it up. We'll fix it up. Uh, there might be a glitch here. A glitch in the system. Look, that's yeah. Peter's here to fix everything. So we yeah. know Peter K with a three win night, baby. Yeah. Well, did you know, speaking of three win nights, and uh, we can Are put you going to go history on me? Like this is the last yeah. time in the first time? The first time since. Yeah, I yeah, like and We're, we're going to go. We're going to do this before we go on the national network. Uh, according to Barstool Phillies Twitter feed, the Flyers get a W, the Phillies get a W, and the Sixers get a W. And according to Barstool Philly, this is the first time that this has happened in 3,309 days dating back to April 11th, 2012. Can you believe that? Really? 2012? That seems really wild to me. Like, seriously? Same night in nearly 10 years? Yeah. That's a lot. That really, that seems extreme. Now, I, I guarantee you, well, actually, I, I don't even want to throw that word out yet without exploring it, but I, I wonder, let's look at teams that have three as well right you don't count the nfl because they're not in season right but what other cities do you think other cities are going like new york it's two times over la right a couple of times over mm -hmm. so you don't count that so much but even chicago i guess technically what about miami right well yeah marlins what heat and yeah. uh and the panther right Florida Boston, Panthers. Boston. I guarantee Boston. you, this has happened very recently. Boston, absolutely, and yeah. we're not even talking about the Patriots. Now, what no. is your what is your immediate takeaway to that? Like things have changed, or that's just one of those things. That's like one of those Jason Stark facts that you yeah. can bring up and be like, "Wow, look at where we are." Exactly. I wish that I was the one who unearthed that fact because it seems like an extraordinary situation.
I mean, I know yeah. the baseball team has been pretty bad uh, since that period of time. They haven't been good since, what, 2011? Yeah. That was their last real good season when they made the playoffs. At least, right. But that just seems crazy that, you know, we've had some decent Flyers teams. We've had some really good Sixers teams here of late that that yeah. would be, you know, that long that you wouldn't have a night where all three of them line up and get a W. Phillies are really rough. You know, maybe the I, I, okay. Who's ruining it? That's that's what we need to find out. Is who kept ruining it? Not ruin tomorrow. No, no, no. But who kept ruining it? Like, which of the three teams do you think led the category of ruining it for the rest of everybody? Like, oh man, you had two of three, but those stinking Phillies. Here we go again with the Phillies. I don't even know how many times we've seen that, but think about yeah. what that well, would speak to. I mean, yeah, the, those first couple years of the tank, the Sixers were losing every night, right? Pretty much. So I think it was sort of a, in a different time period in this nine years. You know, different teams sort of took the the mantle. The right. Sixers and Phillies were really brutal in 2012, 2013, 20. You know that that time period. Flyers were pretty good. And yeah, you know, I think. The, I, I mean. The Flyers probably have won more consistently over the the course of all of the years. They just don't win enough. Yeah. But the Phillies were, you know, god-awful for a period of time. They still are, you know, mediocre at best. And the Sixers were trying to lose. On purpose, right. Yeah. That's where I think if you start looking from when the Sixers were good on – my guess this is the is Phillies were ruining it more so than anybody else. With Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Now, I don't know if you heard it this morning, but on my way to get the weekly, or in this case, what is it now, Tuesday, it's going to be bi-weekly, cup of fast food coffee, I heard something that turned my stomach. Now, we didn't talk about it on the opener here as we were trying to give you some positive things to look at, like the three-win night that we experienced here in Philadelphia last night. And Harry, I don't know, Boston maybe, right? Probably. Yeah. But it's been nearly a decade for us experiencing that here in Philadelphia. And you know what? I think we deserve a little bit of a pat on our back. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not often that we can do that. I and mean, this is the first time this has happened since April 11th of 2012. Where were you on April 11th? In 2012? 2012, yes. Which radio station were you working? Were you with me at the uh, the other place? Well, I can tell you this. Where was Chip Kelly in the Philadelphia Eagles coaching regime? Like, where was he? He didn't start till 2013, I don't think. Okay, so 2013 was his first year. I believe so. I think this was that awful year with Andy Reid where they went 4-12, and 12, and we all know what happened. So I was in New York City co-hosting a show with Amani Toomer Monday through Friday and co-hosting a show with Rodney Harrison on the weekend. NBC Sports Radio. Correct. Okay, I got which you. Which is no longer in existence. 
So that's where I was. What date was it? May 4th? April 11th, 2012. April 11th. Yeah. Right. So we're talking combine, right? Draft, stuff like that. It was pre-draft. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you that whatever day of the week it was, I was getting ready to host a show with Toomer, maybe on Sunday with, with Harrison. And we were geared up for the NFL draft. And, and I was in New York and I probably didn't even realize that it was what would be a near historic three win night, Harry. Yeah. How about that? Unbelievable. Incredible. What I heard this morning made my stomach turn. And I know Adam's exploits on the stream heard it as well. Ugh. Howie Roseman doing that spin cycle. Oh. I like my spin cycles in my washer, Harry, mm-hmm. not my GMs. It's the middle. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on... Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com.
This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Brooks is out today, tomorrow on vacation. We should troll him and get Philip Brooks on the show. That's well, what we, we should. Do. We've already got uh, Mama Brooks checking in on the stream. Well, correct. And look, Philip Brooks checks in on the stream as well. But I'm yeah. saying what we should truly do to troll Barrett. And good morning, Mama Brooks and the rest of you out there who partake on the stream each and every day on the Jacob Media YouTube channel and beyond. Here's what I would suggest, though, is that we actually get him out there. Right? Yeah. We get Philip Brooks on a screen like we're about to have Anthony Becht this hour. Yeah, that would be good. And Steve Zabin in hour number two. Correct. Um, yeah, that, that would be awesome. And it's funny. I, I wanted to run this by you because I think it's kind of interesting that Barrett Brooks has chosen to spend two days of his birthday playing golf, Aton. Correct. I think there's an influence there where both you and I have rubbed off once again on our co-host, where normally he would probably be wanting to spend his time underneath a Ford Bronco with oil, you know, with an oil pan and oil spattering all over his face and changing this and fixing that. And no, he's not he's not under a car. He's on Long Island at some fancy schmancy golf uh, course. Right. Now, what is your you, you think that it's the direct influence of us, not people around him as well, right? Because here's why I, I think this deserves further exploration mm -hmm. is because it's not just, hey, we're going away to a casino or we're going away for, you know, to another country. We're going to an island. We're going on a cruise. It's right. I want to play golf for two days. So yeah. you can't do that without people who either play golf or people who, for whatever reason, enjoy being around golf, even though they suck like me. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. And I don't know who those people are for Barrett, but I just thought of something thanks to Play Action Reel's uh, message on the on the stream. Barrett's going to turn his golf trip into a fishing trip. This golf course is located right along the new the Long Island Sound. That is perfect. Primo fishing territory. What if he's telling us that he's going to play golf, but he's really on a fishing excursion. You think so? Hold on. Hold on. I just lost you. Everything. I got you. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, you I got froze you. at the end. So I thought I froze. Fishing trip versus golf. Yes. Yeah, is, is it really a yeah. fishing trip disguised as a golf trip? Well, here's to, the thing. to appeal to us. We're going to need to know. We'll know that right away. We'll know right away. If he's out there on some boat, right? And here's Barrett. Like Barrett is a man of detail, except like he'll miss one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll have like his golf gear on. He'll have his golf hat on. He'll have his golf glove on. He'll have his golf club out. And he'll be like, yo, fellas, about playing golf today. And then it'll just be an ocean. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. One that's one thing. That's one gigantic water hazard, right. Barrett. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, right, are man, those I've been out of the water all day, Harry. Yeah. Are there red stakes along <laughs> that uh, water hazard? <laughs> Absolutely. All day. So I swear I see boats out there, man. Amazing. Amazing. I think you're right. You might be honest something. You're, you know, it's much easier 
to coerce people onto a boat and say, hey, good to go, mm -hmm. as it is, hey, we're going out and playing 36 holes over the next two days, and you're going to get your ass kicked at, right. at Shinnecock. Where are they? Uh, no, he mentioned it. it's near Shinnecock. It's probably about 10 miles from Shinnecock. Okay. I looked it up on the map. I'll find it. Yeah, Ron Culver with a great astute observation. The golf bag, like the background would be cropped out, but he'd have the fishing pole in the golf bag. So right next to the three wood would be the fishing pole. That's the dead giveaway right there. Actually, yeah. He wanted to bring that to your, your place. Remember? He did. he did. Now, I'm okay with it, but I just, my luck is somebody would say something. And they won't say anything to Barrett, right? No, no, no. It would be you. You always go to the yeah. member, first yeah. of all. Like, hey, yeah. you know, that guest you brought, uh, tell him to keep the fishing pole in his trunk, please. You think that's ever happened uh, to Anthony Beck, where he's ever brought somebody to his golf club and had to apologize for the etiquette? Like Barrett Brooks was attempting to fish out of multiple water hazards at where I play golf. I mean, can you imagine the audacity? A.B., we welcome you. Thank you for joining us today for a couple of minutes. We know it's a busy one, but can you imagine the audacity? You invite Harry and me to your club to play golf, and I want to bring a fishing pole to fish out of the water hazard. I mean, you, never, you would never even come on this show again, let alone invite us to play golf. I actually have a really good story about yes. this. Good. But off of it every year uh you know we rotated paxton hollow landmark country club sure field. i'm not going to tell you which club it was but many years ago i had my it was an er earlier uh one of my earlier uh golf tournaments so we're doing it there's a new, a new pro there he's from like australia or something like that wasn't really up on like who was kind of what this thing was all about like who anthony beck was or even though my name was on the damn title the damn tournament he wasn't real clear on it. So we're playing and I'm with my group. I'm on one of the holes and, you know, about two hours in, he drives up to the green that I'm putting on and he comes up to me again, not knowing who I am or I'm just with a random group. He's like, Hey, and his, and I'm not going to give you an Australian accent, but he's like, Hey, listen, he's like, uh, if you don't mind, can you not drag your heels on the greens when you're putting? I, I said, wow. I was like, excuse me. I said, drag my heels. I was like, okay. I was like, man, you should really talk to the guy that's run, you know, running the tournament because I'll tell you, he's probably the guy that can probably get this thing handled. He's like, okay, yeah, give me a name. I said, yeah, Anthony Beck, this his name's on the thing. Go ask about him. And then afterwards, he came up to me and he apologized. But <laughs> I've never had anybody tell dragging my heels on the green. Jesus, I'm just uh, trying to dig in and make a putt for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to wear those spikeless shoes, Anthony. I do now. That was back when I had to wear the – you know, them big ass discs on your feet. Right. That's amazing, man. I've never heard that. Look, I feel like I violated a lot of rules and code on the golf course, including dress etiquette and never the dragging. That must have been somebody having a really bad day looking to take it out on anybody yeah. he could. I think the greens were like aerated too. They weren't even like great. Oh. Right. <laughs> you couldn't even tell for crying out loud. You know, it was, oh, well. Well, uh, Anthony, I've never had it back at that place since, so that's that's, there you go, that's it. Not that <laughs> I again. Anthony's on Twitter at Anthony underscore Beck. Played in the league twelve years. We have to talk about the position that you played. Not only because you keep an eye on it, you work with kids coming in each and every year, but man, right at the top of the draft, and also the Anthony Beck football camp, as you can see on the stream here. AnthonyBeckFootballCamp.com is the site. 
So let me just jump in with, I would think would be the obvious place to start with you, no matter where you are talking about the NFL, specifically the draft, and that's Kyle Pitts. And I just wonder if this isn't a negative by any means, but he's walking in as a Hall of Famer. And I wonder if it's just too much, just a little too much, just so we can watch a local kid. So all of us here are going to love watching him shine in the league, but did you think that it was just a little too much heaped on him or maybe it's rightful to praise? Yeah. I don't know about hall of fame. I, I think it could be a pro. Bowl. I think it could be a pro bowler first year, which obviously can lead to those accolades. He's going to be a tough guy now to, to, to handle in the league. There's no doubt. I mean, he is a unique player, uh, whatever you want to call him unicorn at the position. Um, you know, the one thing about him that I really like is he's got a little dog in him. And what I mean is if you ever watched him block, Hands inside, sinks his hips, attacks the defender. Very rarely do you see that from tight ends that are normally, quote-unquote, pass catchers. So it tells me a little bit about his intangibles as far as what he what he, what he he thinks about the position overall and what, the way he plays it. Uh, he's going to be able to move around anywhere. I think, you know, we've all seen the highlights, but uh, extremely smart, great character from everything I've heard. And, of course, you know, look, he's a Philadelphia Catholic League kid, so – tight ends coming out of there you know they're going to be a beast for about 10 or 12 years so definitely check that <laughs> that's awesome well anthony uh you know big night on thursday night uh with the draft a lot of quarterbacks going early there was a, sh a short run on cornerbacks maybe a little earlier than some had thought uh, a bunch of trades what was what you know, the whole aaron Rodgers thing that's kind of stole the thunder of the draft before the draft actually started what was the highlight or some of the highlights for you from uh from thursday Thursday night. Yeah, you know, I, I think the the quarterbacks obviously was was an intriguing situation. Uh, you know, Mac Jones could go had gone as high as three, uh, you know, and he ends up falling into the Patriots' lap. You know, some people want to talk about, you know, well, it was strategic or was it? I mean, did he just end up? You know, I remember Chad Pennington when he came out in my draft with the Jets. They had no inclination of taking him, but he fell that year because the Steelers and the the 49ers were supposed to take him, and all of a sudden Bill Parcells finds his quarterback with an aging Vinny Testaverde. So, you know, again, this is a similar situation. Uh, they, they they get a guy that I think fits the system, and it's not because he's got a, a bad body like Brady did or coming out. I mean, the guy is extremely accurate. Uh, you know, he, he's exactly what that offense is. And, uh, you know, look, he, he could have a lot of success, and we, we know the Belichick-Saban relationship, obviously getting the feedback. And the one thing I will say about – you know, when you talk about Saban and his relationship with players and coaches, I've heard several players that were drafted by Bama that when I've talked to at least the people with the Jets when I was up in New York doing uh, all the coverage in the building, he was not going to lie for any players. He basically said, look, if this guy's an idiot, he's an idiot. Now, he's a good player, but, you know, he's got a bag of rocks in his – I mean, he's like that. So you got you to kind of – you know, it, it speaks a little bit about what his guys are when he tells guys about them. So – um, you know, I, I think those, and I think, you know, from a receiver standpoint, you know, what, what was Devonte Smith, how far was he going to go down or who was going to be the guys ahead of him or this or that. And it kind of played out, I guess, the way everyone thought, but, you know, I, I think he, you know, to me, he's the best receiver in the draft. I'm curious. And I know we'll talk about your thoughts. You mentioned Devonte Smith in the first round with the Eagles and then what they did from Dickerson in the second round and, and beyond, but, I'm just curious as somebody who is fully immersed 
in Tampa from media to covering the game to knowing the players down there, just the pulse of the fan base, how much different was this draft compared to so many other drafts? Very stress-free, right? I mean, I mean basically, yes. basically, Jason Light probably had a six-pack on the desk while he was watching the draft go down because, you know, they just – the door, it was wide open. They could have went anywhere, and they did. You know, they they found the quarterback that that can sit and watch. You know, they, they got himself an additional pass rusher uh, as well. So, you know, I think, you know, from a standpoint of, of this offseason, being able to sign every starter back that was up or, you know, a free agent, which is unprecedented – uh, to get all those guys to buy in, man, I'll tell you, that's, you know, says something about, you know, the organization, a little bit more about Brady, maybe about selling something. And listen, if you're a player and you've played five more years and you're thinking about, OK, do I want to try to get another ring, make this thing go a little bit? Why not stick around? I mean, who who isn't the front runner in the NFC outside of them? So, uh, yeah, fan base is excited. And, uh, you know, hopefully with a full stadium man, that place will be rocking. It'll be, it'll be fun to watch this year. Anthony, what did you make of the whole Aaron Rodgers uh, situation? And it's still ongoing, I guess. Uh, some say he might be losing his leverage now that the draft is over. Uh, what, what's your take on that? Do you think he's a Green Bay Packer in September? I mean, I don't know about it. His leverage is fine because he can do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's the Packers that are losing leverage because what can they get back if they have to do something? Uh I would say this. I'd say the Packers would just sit tight, and if he doesn't want to play this season, don't trade him. Because uh, next year, obviously, he has the ability to opt out. There were a ton of rumors, guys, that that this was going to be a landing spot for him after Brady. It was a two-year project with Brady, and then bam, wow, a check out and come down here and just and just fill the void. But again, I saw the odds. People were saying the Raiders and. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that's where he wants. If he's going to go there, he's going to win. I could get the West Coast, though, wanting to go back, you know, kind of to his roots. 49ers, to me, would be the choice if I had to pick between the two. Uh, but, again, I don't know if he's going to have that choice till after next season. So my gut would say that he would truly sit out the entire season, I guess, and and just wait till next year if the Packers aren't able to move him, which, again, uh, that, that situation similar to maybe what, Deshaun Watson's situation was early on when people were saying, look, Houston's going to sit tight and just let him sit at home. So we'll see what happens. I'm just going to guess that I'll go against the grain and say he's just going to sit out and he won't be playing, which would be a travesty for the league. But, I, you know, look, I mean, if he wants out, he wants out. I mean, I, I get it. I He's got some frustrations, I, I would assume. I mean, uh, but it just seems like there's a total complete you know, miscommunication going on between player organization or whatever you want to call it. You think he's got a legit shot at jeopardy? I ask only because I watched it and I was surprised that he could even use that as leverage. Listen, if someone's going to stroke me a check for $10 million to ask questions on jeopardy, probably he could do that. Let's just, let's just be conservative a decade. He could probably do that for fair enough. Why would you take another snap? In the NFL, that's just me. That was almost the same thing with Gruden. Like, what the hell are you doing? You're making seven million. In right. the Why in the hell do you want to go back? And and now we're just picking and prodding at the guy because he can't win. So I don't know. I I mean, I guess there's at some point that may be something he's thinking about. He probably would miss the game, but man, dude, I that is leverage to me. I, Jeopardy, yep. Jeopardy is the real problem for the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on one sec. We got to take a quick one on the network. 
We'll be back here on Sports Map Radio, still live on the stream. The middle, Jacob Media, YouTube, phillyvoice.com. All right, Harry. Yeah, I tell you, they, they record all those game shows, I think, in like a two-week span during a month. So you, you work like two weeks a month, Anthony. How great is that? That's amazing. I mean, that, that feeling. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. I'd be out, just gone. I mean, it's move on, man. I just, you know, who, I mean, listen, I, he's got all the money in the world as it is, but looks like that's something he'd be pretty passionate about. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I just was curious whether or not Jeopardy would hire him. That's well, the yeah, thing. Like, I, I didn't I, think he was that good, AB. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the, <laughs> it, I, 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 what I do know is, wasn't that the highest rated well that they've had in whatever so many years? I mean, that's listen. You know, if you're grabbing another, you got the the fan base that's already there that watches the show, and now you're going to just pull at least every Wisconsin, you know, every person that lives in the in the, in that area that's probably going to watch it. So, I mean, listen, that's. They don't care if he stutters or does anything. They care about ratings, I would say. Well, well you're, you're in radio and, and the media business now. You know about the rating spike. Anytime yeah. there's something new, there's mm -hmm. something fresh, people gravitate. And it's all about how you sustain it. That's all I'm saying. But no no Harry wants to bring it back to real stuff. Well, yeah, let's just say he <laughs> takes the year off, uh, like you uh, may suggest. Who then becomes the competition, the, the main competitor for Tampa Bay for the NFC crown um one of those nfc west teams yeah i mean uh you know the rams maybe if the, the hype is real with them I, I i don't know you know i mean a lot of people want to jump on stafford and i just i don't know about that i mean he's you know it's it's been a minute since he's yeah. been had a team that he could lead and do those things I'm not saying he's old. I just feel like, you know, I don't, I haven't seen it yet. So I know he's got to, you know, he'll throw it around the, the, the yard, but I think the 49ers will, will be back in play. I am a little hesitant if, if Trey Lance actually is the starter. I believe that of all the quarterbacks, he had a higher ceiling, but I didn't think he was ready to go now. He may though. I mean, you know, they, listen, Kyle Shanahan, if anybody can make it work, it'd be him. He's just a smart dude. He gets it. He's just not going to, do what he does just to do it but i mean they got a system that they run and he would fit it but he, you know we'll see what happens yeah and and i wonder here is we'll be joined by the network in a, in a minute here but i wonder if just looking kind of back to where we are and the division because it's not going to be a team here that comes to mind except dallas, dallas. and before we talk about the birds and kind of get in depth about what your thoughts were just overall here. Dallas, I feel like, is almost by default going to be in these playoff conversations, but nobody's really taking them seriously right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I am. Uh, look, I know the defense. You're listening to the middle. It was kind of bad, but I I, I believe that they are going to be better. Live from the O'Reilly. ton of weapons and... Um, you know, when you watch Brooks and you know, Harry Mays football, they can get it done. So I, I believe they are a factor coming back. There's for sure. okay. I mean, the worst division in, in sports, right? Well, that's the thing. And Anthony Becht here joining us. <laughs> I think you're right where it's not the NL East. That's for sure. No. But I wonder just how bad, you know, everybody says, Hey, you can only go up. You can only go up. But I wonder how bad it truly will be this year where Washington 
maybe by default, right, last year makes the playoffs. They win the division. Granted, it wasn't beautiful or pretty by any means, but you still have a team that has legit talent on defense, getting better on offense. They have a culture, as you know, right, so important there with Rivera. The Giants seem to have found a coach that people are listening to. I know this is probably it or maybe the make or break year for Jones. And then there's the Eagles. And, and I just I don't know what to make of the Philadelphia Eagles because they always say one thing and then their actions are the other. Like, no, we're trying, we're trying. And then they look at drafts and it's like, well, you're not really looking to do anything right now. You're pretty much conceding you won't do anything for the next two years. Well, you know, listen, I think I think Howie got back on track with his draft. Uh, I think they had a really good draft. I think they have three legit starters, maybe four that comes out of this thing. But I just felt like there was a couple years where it just wasn't, you know, wasn't flowing as far as who they were picking. Um, uh, the, these guys, uh, you know, I, I, I really think Devontae Smith obviously is the best receiver in the draft. He makes an immediate impact at a very high level. Wow. He's going to help. He's going to help Jalen Hurts because, you know, I just <clears throat> he's that good. I mean, he's you know, I, I'm not worried about him at the line of scrimmage. I, I, I think. As far as I remember, the SEC's got some pretty, uh, pretty big, strong DBs uh, that there were no issue for him. So I don't think they're any stronger in the league. I mean, they're just more technique sound, but he's pretty savvy at that position. Uh, Landon Dickerson was, you know, to me, if he didn't have a little bit of medical, I would have, I would have taken him in the top fifteen. I, I just, you know, everything about him screams, you know, twelve years. I mean, he's just, he is a absolute masher. Um, I, I think eventually he'll be the, you know, Kelsey's replacement. You can put him at guard right now. Again, outside of the medical situation, uh, I mean, dude, the, the guy's as good as they come, and he's just old school. He's not the most athletic. You're not going to see him pull much, but I'm telling you now, he, he's, a, he's a legit prospect. Uh, and then Kenneth Gainwell, to me, is, you know, I don't know if he'll, you know, he'll share time with the backfield, but, man, he can catch the ball. So he's a nice little gadget guy. You put him in the spot, he, uh, slot. You can put him on the field with Miles uh, Sanders as well. So, you know, and, and then, you know, and a couple other guys that they got, we'll, we'll see how they pan out. But I, I think right there, I mean, you know, usually if you hit two, it's a winning draft for you. I think that they can win with the, with those guys right there. How surprised were you that they waited until the fourth round to take a corner? You know what? I, I, I'm not too surprised because uh, just as a comparison, uh, the Jets were dreadful at the cornerback position as well, and they went later on in the draft. So clearly there was talent in that that window of pick. So, uh, and I agree there were. I, I mean, as good as the guys were that went early, I think that as I as you go through them, I believe that you know there are were a lot of talented players out there uh, at the cornerback position. So wasn't shocked, but again, uh, you know I think it's just it's an offensive league. You got You got to help your quarterback. If Hurts obviously is going to be the guy, you got to supply him, even if you go out of your way to do an extra pick to get the players around him to help him be successful. Fair enough, man. Wow. All right. We got a lot more here this hour. AB's going to hang for a couple of minutes. I know you got to get out in in a minute here. Was there anything that really jumped out in day two, maybe the second or third round, as far as just overall? It could be with any team, a specific player, maybe somebody that you were so shocked fell to the third round or somebody early in the second that you were like, man, that's going to be a steal 
that guy should have got. I know you mentioned Dickerson as far as the injury is concerned, but just overall kind of big picture takeaway of day two. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember the top of my head. I, I believe all three running backs, the top three, went in day two, right? Uh, uh, Harris, right. ETN. No, those guys were day ETN went in the first. They did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's ETN went to Buffalo, and I actually thought yeah. that was one of the – like, think about it. Harris and ETN were basically pinned to Pittsburgh and Buffalo from, like, day one of mock drafts, right? Yeah. And that actually came true. So I had a lot of teams that I talked to had Javante Williams as the best back. Oh, Carolina. Quick, yeah. AB, hold on one sec. We're going to take a quick one here on the network. We'll be back coming up. AB is going to jet. So thank you on the network for hanging with us with Anthony Beck. Remember the football camp, anthonybeckfootballcamp.com. We got two and a half minutes here on the stream with AB still. All right. Sorry, brother. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, man. I want to bring up. So we still have your audio, even though that we can't see you because you're looking at no, that. No, I just, uh, you know, being out in the car, I was just yeah, to yeah, no, no. I just want, I didn't want you to think that you were off show or anything. So in case you're like bleep, or now we can say it because we're like shit. I can't find this thing. <laughs> you can curse now. We're on the stream. <laughs> Man, what is it with all of these celebrities? Like not live, right? Hey, yeah, we're still live. Ocho is not on the radio. We're just on the stream. Ocho is about to fight under this Mayweather Paul undercard. Just promise us you'll never be one of these former NFL players in a celebrity boxing match. Please, Anthony. <laughs> Unless you have plans to do it already. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I'll wouldn't want to get in the ring with win, you. Uh, it's not a good look. It's not a good look uh, if, if you don't win. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do any of that stuff unless I've been doing that for five or six years. I, you know, I felt bad for old boy Nate, Nate Robinson. My goodness, I mean, who wants to oh remember? Oh my god! Oh yeah, and played in the NBA. Yeah, you don't want to become. I just don't. You know, this is like not a to go try something different with the, with the eyeballs and the social media. He's like a top three meme of all time. That uh, crying uh, Jordan, right? Uh, is that considered an NFT? Can he sell that for like $2.5 million because he, he owns it or what? How does that work? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I don't yeah. have the answer to that. Somebody on the stream might. That is a great question. I got uh, no we idea. Know, we know you got a jet, man. Do you have one more for uh, AB, Harry? He's no, I, I, I was interested to hear what he's going to say about Williams, though, because the, the uh, running back from North Carolina, because I loved him, too. Yeah, so uh, you know, just just talking to some teams, and uh, they just uh, they thought really highly of him. They thought he was a first round talent. They thought that he did a little more, uh, you know, as far as complete back type uh, system that that he could bring to the table for a lot of teams. And listen, he he had half the tread on the tires than Harris and uh, Etn as well. So uh, th those are a big deal. And we always talk about the running backs and the turnover and all those things. So. Uh, he was an interesting, uh, I don't want to say fall. I mean, he didn't fall too far. I think, you know, that's, you know, where he fell in the, in the sense that somebody needed him. But I think that he's a guy to me that look out for him to be a little bit of a, more of an action pack guy, you know? His nice. Yeah. The Broncos grabbed him early in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a little depth at their position. So to, for them to do that, 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 that kind of speaks a little bit about, they had him high on his board, and they just took him because of that kind of situation. So um, he should be pretty good. Awesome.
Hey, Anthony, thank you, brother. Really, thank you. We know you got a jet. Thank you so much for the time. Screams Thanks, Anthony. We love this. Yeah, thank you. Good oh. shout out for the Catholic League there, Aton. Oh, man. <laughs> you can't help it. Get to dominate the NFL from the Catholic League. All right, brother. Thank you. See ya. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. Great stuff. Again, anthonybeckfootballcamp.com. Local. I mean, everything here. This is one of our guys who's gone on and played 12 years in the NFL at the tight end position. So we had to get Kyle Pitts, another local guy. We'll see what the, it happens. But it's just, it's great too because he's got such a refreshing, I think, perspective on it, right? He's not like in your face, but he's not like very loose. You know, he gives you very good detailed mm -hmm. perspective on the game. So it's always he, has, he has a really good balance. In his yes. in his delivery and sort of his approach to the game, I agree. That's you know? a great way to put it. Balance, but yeah, the stream points out uh, Etienne actually went to Jacksonville. Oh, Most of the it. mocks had him going to Buffalo. To Buffalo, but, right? And he goes, but Urban Meyer slipped in there and got him. So now he got, he got that for his quarterback. You know, they got the uh, the combo from Clemson in there. Right, right. That's yeah. gonna be interesting. It will be to see how yeah. that that plays out. You know, and. We thank everybody right now locked in here to the middle. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, the Jacob Media YouTube page, Philly Voice, also Sports Map Radio. Brooks on vacation. When do you think he checks in? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, it was a great uh, segue to back to Barrett because nah. I investigated the golf course that he is allegedly playing on. The name is baiting hollow baiting, baiting hollow. a hook fishing yeah. it all it all matches up now you know the only thing that's missing is chaz palmentary dropping a mug in slow motion at the end of the scene here where it's like wait a second barrett pulled out a kevin spacey and laid out exactly what was happening in front of us based on things around us right. yeah you know i'm going to baiting hollow Oh, we had the clues in front of us the whole time. Right. And that's actually, and of all things, I'm appealing to one of Barrett's favorite movies and the usual suspects. And, and mine. Oh, yeah, good. good. Love that movie. And yours. Kaiser too. Sose. Yes, it, it was a great moment there. Yeah. I tell you, nobody spoofed that better than Leslie Nielsen in whatever the hell the, those movies were that he was doing. I think it was Naked Gun, right? Mm. And they spoofed that because they spoofed movies. So they yeah. spoofed that scene from the naked gun or in the naked gun from there. And it was it was pretty fun. Like an only Leslie Nielsen can do. That's all. Yeah. Yes, please hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Smash away. You know, we have to we have to start telling people, Harry, new people coming in. Mm -hmm. Make sure you like and subscribe. You want to be subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page so you know exactly what's happening. You never miss anything. Birds 365 or the middle, whatever's happening on the channel. Special stuff as well. So Joey B reminding everybody to do that as well. We pre that's I'm telling you, that's a guy who gets it. Yeah, and it has blown up over the past couple of weeks, especially last week with the uh the NFL draft. So a lot of new people checking in. Are you gonna watch the Ocho Cinco fight? When is it and how uh, do I access it? Is it something I gotta pay for extra? I'm sure June sixth. No, looks like yeah, you're out, you're yeah, already. Yeah, is that the weekend of the Belmont? 
Ooh, I don't know. A lot of times they they align these things, you know, big weekends like Kentucky Derby weekend used to always be a fight weekend too in Las yeah. Vegas. But now we got the Preakness coming up in a week and a half, and then three three weeks after that, I believe, is the Belmont. So that might be that weekend. But no, I will not be watching it. No, I'd rather go back to the infield in the Preakness than watch that fight. I probably I would just like fight. to see that Paul guy get his head knocked off, though. Well, the problem, though, is I just I don't want to partake in it. Yeah, I want to see the end result that you do as well. I don't know if the means meaning like sitting down and investing my time justify the end. Just give me the highlight. Just give me the (laughs) knockout punch in the second round or whenever it happens. Just give me that. The one, two. Seriously. Let's notes on the fight. That's exactly. <laughs> that's, like, you know, I, I got to be honest. I mean, that's how I consume a lot of things nowadays. Baseball, Baseball. right now. Baseball at this time of the year is a total highlight cliff notes situation for me. Okay. I, I totally get that. Does that make me a bad sports guy? No, we did that last yesterday where the only baseball we played on the show was that clip of the Phillies fan who caught that ball that was 97 off the Eating ice cream. Yeah. yeah. That was a fantastic catch. Yeah. Now look, Marquise Johns checks in and this mm-hmm. is a guy who covers the sport of boxing. All right. At weak sauce radio boxing with big fight weekend, Tony rock Riley, some other famous radio people that he's, he's been with. So we appreciate Marquise popping in here they won't put Paul in and against real people for a while. Okay. So may so so help us understand then the Mayweather thing is like he's a real person, right? So is this just more like the Mayweather McGregor stuff where he's not going to fight current young fighters that are actually in rank mode? I wonder if that's what it, what what this becomes then, right? Like Mayweather is Mayweather simply reduced to a gimmick? It's a sideshow. Oh, man. And it's an extra payday. Does Mayweather Mayweather needs another payday? I guess he's getting the big payday, so it's not like this is, you know, Jamie Foxx doing the glasses commercial. This is like a big payday for Mar- uh for Mayweather. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's, you know, as far, as far as the the handle on this whole thing, but Okay. You know, to me, he doesn't need to be doing something like that. No, I, I agree. But here's the thing. Ocho Cinco, like, this is the new thing now. When did this become the new thing where it's like you're no longer doing, you're no longer playing the sport you played a la right. Nate Robinson, Chad Ocho Cinco. So the new thing is to get into the ring and fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've had these celebrity boxing things going here locally yeah. in the Philadelphia yeah. area, Atlantic City for a long, long time. Yeah, That's those- nothing new. No, I, I look, you're talking about Vicehema. Right. Homelic Jose Canseco. Yeah. Or I mean that that's on the Mount Rushmore of celebrity boxing events. Yeah, I get you're right. That is that is it absolutely is. without a doubt. We don't need Kincaid or Marks or anybody else no. who claims the Mount Rushmore bit to validate that. I that's mean, so Tony Kornheiser, he got beat by Vicehema. Remember that <laughs> audio, audio drop? <laughs> I'll find it. Okay. Now, what's this TMZ audio that I need to pull up now? Well, that was something about, uh, you know, bringing it back. It's it's funny you bring that up now because wasn't Chad Ocho Cinco a big video game guy too, where he would yeah. take on people, you know, just random people through Twitter and take them on in video games, right? FIFA specifically, correct. Well, this this has to do with, I believe, the video game 
uh, MLB The Show. Now, this and was my theory that our buddy Lazaro out in Oakland, who had that hairline fracture, I thought he could have been playing Call of Duty or The Show as himself and rage quit. Right. That's well, this, the game. Yeah, this, this has to do with a certain rating uh, for a player. Blake Snell, of course, the great pitcher that uh, used to be with the Rays. He's now out there with Ron Culver's San Diego Padres. Correct. And apparently he has lost his mind over his rating. So and there was this, audio. Is this just Snell himself talking on the stream for 41 seconds? I believe so. All right. Now, is he going to curse on this? I don't know. I sent this to Ron to see if it was good enough to play. So we're going to have to rely on oh. Ron to get, you know, I'm, I'm appealing to his Padre nature. Well, I could always play the video if, if Rod thinks. Fan. What's that? He's not yeah, a Padres fan. fan. Yeah, he's a Dodgers fan. Uh, he's San Diego. I lived in San Diego for a long time. Now, I do have a small place in my heart for him, but it's always going to be Dodgers over Padres. Really? Yeah. Is that something that is is common out there in San, you know, for people in San Diego? Well, see, I lived in San Diego for 12 years. They were a safe like because Padres sucked. Right. Right. But now they're good. So, now they're good. And I, you know, I want them to do well. Just finished second place in the National League. That's all I ask. How old were you in 1998 when they were really good? Uh, let's see. I wasn't in San Diego yet. I was 22. Oh, okay. That was a great squad. They just happened yeah, to run I, into the Yankees. Yeah, I was. And I was rooting for them in the World Series because I despise the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Like, mo like most Americans. Right. <laughs> wow. Now, I saw Barrett. I don't know what happened to him. Oh, you saw him jump up on the screen? On the yeah, screen? he jumped up on the stream. Uh-huh. He so, probably had to hide the fishing poles, put on a golf shirt. Now we got to text him to come back. Pick up an infused vodka. Right? This has to be a heavy infusion situation. He's got to be lit up. Yeah. I don't know how, like... Here's the thing. How do you some people can do stuff drunk and, and I give them all the credit in the world like they can drink and they can do stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Right. Like they right. can function. And I can't. Meaning if I'm like somewhere between buzzed and drunk, it's hard for me to play golf. Mm. Like it's hard for me to play golf. Now, other things I can do. I can pop a couple of things or now there he is. Let's see this here. Now he's in a golf cart. I can, I can confirm that. Cart. Right. Well, we think you're in a golf cart. Is that right? Like, can you there is a theory going on here, Barrett, that you are actually out fishing right now, not playing golf. Well, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got a um, fishing pole in my golf bag. But yes, I'm, I'm, I'm actually out on the court. OK. And, and this I'm going to I'm going to hit some balls eventually. But I'm I'm some sort of a celebrity right now. They're, they're treating me like I'm a celebrity. So I'm just walking. I'm just riding around hitting golf balls with uh with different people so I'm, I'm enjoying myself right now i'm at the um closest to the pen wait this is baiting uh, hollow right baiting hollow yeah. right yeah. when you say they're treating you like a celebrity is that because yeah. they know that you're barrett brooks or is that because it's they know that it's your birthday and people are coming up saying oh is, is that rick ross <laughs> no it is it's this right here that, that uh, they, uh, okay okay he's got it on yes the ring is the full and, and I see and the giant. Kansas State logo. Look at that. The K-State logo, too. Because oh, you know why. 
He's got the, the bag, bag. The big. Yeah, the K-State purple <laughs> golf bag. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm enjoying myself. That's great. Look, look who's trying to hide. Look at the boss lady trying uh, to hide. Oh, the boss that. lady now. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to, to pixelate out. To we, we might have to pixelate out her face, Aton, for the video purposes. <laughs> right. we, well, we need to get consent first, right? Right, Otherwise, right. It's, it's like after she's the fact. She's wanted in three countries. She's wanted she's in three wanted countries. In three countries. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for that she had to clean up. This is my live show, right? This is my live show, okay. TV. Yes. Now, no, look what, she, look, what, she, what, she, what she did want you to see was this. Oh my! <laughs> oh, we got the drinks. <laughs> Bloody Mary! Beautiful. Bloody Mary! I gotta keep warm out here. She has oh. keep. It's kind of chilly out here, so that's she's good work. That's that, great. That looks, um, like a, that looks like a nice golf course, Barrett. Bro, this is like big time. It's yeah. in a, this a Wait, yeah, why almost. golf? Why is is golf just like an after, like something that's going on for the couple of days, or is golf like a central focus? of the trip because we were trying to figure that out ahead of time this morning, Barrett, like I uh, real quick, this we're going to on the network. We'll be back to wrap up the hour. Barrett's in the house as well. We'll tell you all about this great giveaway. We're doing Devante Smith jerseys live on the middle. All right. So who would, did you have to convince everybody that, that they're going to play golf or did they do this? No, no, no. This, this is actually, this is actually a charitable event. Oh, world of, world of pink. Okay. Yes. It's called a world of pink. World of pain. Uh, you know, yes, you know, and it, it's for it's for it's for breast cancer, and um, you know, women that get mastectomies, yeah. sometimes you know when they have to remove their 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 um their breasts. Yeah. This charity goes out and they give them, them an implant. Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. and stuff like that. So it's like for care and aftercare, uh, for for breast cancer victims. So this is this is this is oh, not victims. Right. They're not victims, but. They're survivors, so that's what right. this is all about. You know, preventative care and yeah. then after post breast cancer aftercare. It says, yeah, yes, yes. See, that's and what I'm it's, saying. It's headquartered up there in Long Island. Yes, yeah, yes, yep. So insurance companies don't cover a lot of these. Like, I mean, just stupid stuff. Like, if it's a a, a, a black woman mm -hmm. and she needs a breast, they'll give her a white prosthetic. I'm like, come on. That's what, what this charity does. They'll get her the proper one, or they'll get her fit to a bra that helps her. So that's that's what this is all about, man. You know, helping helping you know these 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 powerful women, man. That's what they're doing. That's what. That's well, that's what it's the website is a a world of pink dot com. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But hey, guys. Now yeah. on Monday, Barkan and NBC have a golf tournament on Monday. I say we go have the show there on Monday. Can we? What do you think? Well, I, I'd rather play in the tournament. What club? We got two, but we got the show. Well, what club? I can get us to play. I'm up for that. Yeah, why don't you we get McMullen? Here's the thing. Why don't we get McMullen and McDonald to do two extra hours and yeah, broadcast right. there while we play? Well, we should do their well, show. We should swap shows. Even better. And then we could be done at 10, and then we could play. Let's do that. See, that's how you, you do, do it? it. I'm up for well, that. Let's 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 talk to Jacob and uh, media and let's make it happen. All right. Okay. <laughs> let's make that happen. Seriously, that's doable. Love it. There he goes. He's out. He's out. A worldofpink.com is the name of the website. That's really cool. So now we know there's a there's a charity angle here, Aton. Right. 
Correct. That charity angle to it. That's why. All right, Barrett, yeah. we're good about to be back too. Um, okay, so let's do this. I'm trying to think. This is this Monday. Where's the club? Uh, it's out there by you guys. I think it's like in Doylestown or something like that. Okay. So I'll get, I'll get yeah, you the particular. Look, we could definitely do the show there. And the only thing I would ask for is that the Pete, like we'd have access, right? I mean, yep. if it's Michael, if it's any, like who's going to be there? I'm yeah, sure what, what's the name everybody of the, the event? Be. What's the name of the, the... well, I'll, I'll get all that to you. I'll uh, get all that. Stuff. In fact, I'll have all that stuff to you tonight. So we can talk about it tomorrow on air. Cause I'm going to come, I'm also going to come back on tomorrow. Of course. Even though I'm all still going to do it. Of course. Exactly. On and my birthday. Right. On his on birthday, birthday, he's coming in here. Wow. Yeah. So seriously, guys, let's make this happen. Okay. I'm well, down for that. I was waiting, and I was hearing you guys talk about baseball a little bit. A color of baseball? What's going on? Uh, you misheard. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that, that, was a mis- that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. It was quick. It was dead. It was out. That's all. It was nothing worth <laughs> noting by any means. Unbelievable. Anything worth talking about today? Not worth, no, not baseball. I don't know. We, we were talking about this Ocho Cinco thing, man. We just we just don't want you to be in a fight. All right. Like we don't want to we don't want to have a year from now you have to take a week off not to go celebrate your birthday in the Hamptons, but because you are on the undercard of a Floyd Mayweather. What's his name? Chris Paul, Aaron Paul, yeah, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul, undercard. Like we, we won't let you get in the ring and fight anybody, man. All right, you you can't be that. We, we, Ocho Cinco is now fighting under this undercard. Yeah. Well, people want yeah, to. Who's, who's he fighting? It doesn't matter. Like still, he's gonna get a couple million for it, though. Yeah, but do you, I mean, isn't there another way you can get a couple of million? You've got a Super Bowl ring, man. Bro, you should be able to pip yourself out for a bunch of different ways in order to avoid getting hit or punching somebody. I don't know. I can't get punched. I mean, everything changes. Yeah, everything changes when you get punched in the face. You're right, man. That's right. There's no reason. Like, why invite a punch? Man, you're out of a, a sport in which you got punched in the face. Every single time out there. Why would you want to go back to that life? Never. You're right. Hey, I, I'd, I take, do I'd, I'd take a punch on the on the jaw for a million bucks. I don't know, man. <laughs> you a little concussion syndrome for a couple of days and then you're good. I don't know. You're talking about a guy. Look, that's like the whole thing of would you would you let Mike Tyson punch you in the face for five million dollars? No, not him. <laughs> I don't want him punching me. <laughs> How about those hard mic commercials? <laughs> hey, we had a hunt. You had a hunt mics. Oh, those are great. <laughs> I was just letting them know we got more mics in the house. <laughs> Go ahead, Barry. Well, I'm about to get back to I'm about to get back to work, man. Right, Enjoy, Enjoy your day. Enjoy it, brother. Appreciate you guys, man. Take it easy. All right. Barrett Brooks. Brooks Happy birthday. We'll talk to Barrett tomorrow, too. From Baiting Hollow Golf Club up in Long Island. Yep. yep. This is the Ocho stuff, or this is the uh, Blake Snell stuff, by the way. Here we go. All right. Here we go. That's really low. 82 gold. What kind of crap is that? 82. I don't know. He he looks like he could be curse. He could be curse worthy. <laughs> I don't know if I trust that. All right. It's the middle. We're back.
Coming up, hour two, Steve Zabin on the Rogers saga. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on... Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. And we're back on the stream. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle Jacob Media YouTube page. Hour number two coming up of the middle. We got Steve Zabin joining us. Of course, Zabe is a radio icon, has uh, been all over the country. National radio is now on 97.3, the game in Milwaukee in the mornings and then on the fan in D.C. on the weekends. Um, so he's going to check in on the Aaron Rodgers situation. We can also ask him about the Washington football team draft. Uh, lots of NFC East stuff. But, Aton, I see on the stream here, Jeff Bruder did some digging. 
And he says that Barkhan's event is at Doylestown, like Barrett said, and it's mm -hmm. Golf for the Kids. That's the name of the charity event. Yeah, he actually put that out on Twitter as well. So I just yeah. tweeted it. He tagged us. Okay. A rare mention of a tweet. Well, when you put out good tweets, we mention them. Yeah. Now, the entry fee is pretty high. It is. That's two fifty. That's about normal. Oh, okay. So uh, they they specified it two fifties for the to get in there. That's normal. That is normal. Yeah. Man, and asking who won the match once there was no match. I mean, Johnny Clark's a beginning beginning golfer. We were out there uh, having fun, yeah. man. This might be the most punctual of entrances that we've had for a radio guest maybe since the start of the middle he's early actually well that's what i'm saying yeah hey it's coughlin time five <laughs> minutes early is late <laughs> yeah did that replace lombardi time at some point coughlin time i don't know or is I that just more relevant for a younger audience like who's, who's this lombardi I, I, guy i figured with technology what it is i better punch in early because i'm sure there's bound to be something not working but right. lo and behold, it's working. Hello, boys. Hey, Good. look at the hell of a setup you got, Zabe. Nice. It's okay. Thank you for that. Some, yeah. some, some bills well, well, back. Would you like to pay those for me? Yeah. To be it's, fair, you don't see some of the backgrounds that we have for people who still don't realize that everybody can see what's behind them. Right. Yes. And like, that's putting a little like, effort into it, you know? It's like on dating sites when the chick has on her nightstand like a giant tub of some sort of disinfectant, you know, some other yeah. detritus. Just tells you right there, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Look at her. Look at how she lives her life. Right. I try to be as clean as I can. I, I've got good natural light coming in. That's always good. You can't yes. beat natural light when it comes to uh, studio lighting. And uh, here we are, boys. What are we talking about today? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah we'll do that. Give WFT. us about five seconds. We'll, we'll bring everything back on the radio as we're live on the stream. In partnership with now the radio kicks in. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now. I don't know why I'm on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. You okay. Home loans that fit your life. I'm good. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, our second hour and back on the network, still live on the stream, the Jacob Media YouTube channel, phillyvoice.com as well. And uh, I heard as we came back at the, the start of the second hour, Harry bringing the show back, mentioning that we have another special guest, in this case, a powerhouse joining the program to talk about a story that hijacked the NFL draft, Harry Mays. Yes, absolutely. Steve Zabin joining us. And Zabe, uh, currently, I mean, he's got morning shows. He, he he was doing like three. He was almost as busy oh, as you, Aton. Busier than me. With First radio all, jobs. With and, bigger radio jobs. So he's well, yeah. automatically busier, all right? Bigger <laughs> means busier. <laughs> and more money. Plus, he he has a, he has a mobile studio too that he drives around in. We got to ask him about this tour, this whiskey tour he took in Kentucky last week. Ooh. He has. Are you jealous? Um, I'm totally jealous. He's got a mobile studio called the Free Hugs and Candy Van, where he drives around, does shows from from the the van. I lure go, guests in. 
Yes. Free hugs and candy on the side. Wait a second. It's kind of the kind of predator van you were warned about as a kid. Wait, this is interviews in there. Minus the shag carpet on the on the walls and stuff. And it doesn't have that Playboy bunny window in the back. Remember the bunny? That was yeah, 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 yeah. Nice in the front, bunny in the back with Yosemite Sam mud flaps. Now we're rolling. <laughs> yes, sir. White but we could, we could talk about Aaron Rodgers, or Washington football team's draft, uh, NFC East. He's got it all covered. All right, we'll do that coming up. Start of the second hour. And overtime continue. One o'clock brought to you by Book It Sports. Barrett is on vacation. As you saw, he's playing golf somewhere in the Hamptons, but we'll be checking in throughout the show, I'm sure, at least. This might have been it, actually. He looked a little lit that first time early in the day. So yeah. last time this happened, when he was that lit, he checked out. But we've got a lot to talk about, starting with Aaron Rodgers. Coming your way next, it's the middle, phillyvoice.com, the Jacob Media YouTube page, and, of course, across the country on Sports Map Radio. All right. How much time do I have? Well, we're live, but you can do stream. Yeah, you've got three minutes technically before we're back on the stream, but you can do if you need time, whatever the hell you need. Honestly, it's all now. Good. You know, a time. Can you see my chat messages? No. Oh, okay. A L Baldo. Chat messages where oh, on the on the uh, stream yard. Do you guys ever use that chat window? Oh, yes, the private yeah. chat. Yes, yes, I got yeah. you. Oh, yeah. private chat. Oh. Yeah, I try to get Harry on there because our EP of the channel, Xander, puts important messages that for there. But, you know, Brooks and Mays, they, they don't know what the hell they're no, doing. No. They don't give a crap about Do that. Do you know that, that Zabin was... what it's uh, good for. It's good for sending... Well, it just doesn't allow for pictures, I don't think. Yeah. It won't, really? Maybe it does. That I could share, right? I'm trying to send. Did you see the glam shots of Billie Eilish in the uh, Vogue UK? Yes, I did. Nice. I kind of like it. I kind of like have it. You could always I, yeah. I put the email up in that chat too, so yeah. you can always email it there, and I can share it on screen. Whatever you have. Yeah, I like it too. I, I checked that out yesterday, actually. But Dayton, did you know that Zabe was the pioneered the morning gig on Yahoo? What was Yahoo Sports Radio back in the day with the gal? Yeah. Mr. Gow, which Actually, is now Sports Map Radio. Yes. Well, sport, it was Sporting News. Before right. that, yeah. And then it was Yahoo, and then it was SB Nation. Yeah. Right. And now, and now sports it's Map. Sports Map, yeah. Right. So were you the, you were there at Sporting News, or was it Yahoo? I, I remember Yahoo. I didn't know if you were sporting there before. Sporting News. It was Sporting News, and I want to say it was around 2012. Yeah, that's when yep. Hagen and them were there still, right? Scotty Wetzel, those guys. Yeah, you know they were they were picking up the scraps of what was left behind right. ESPN Radio and Fox Sports Radio, you know, affiliate wise, filling the gaps, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's there's obviously it's still going with Sports Map, and yep. I I'm glad it's in business. It's amazing, man, because I before I was here, I was at NBC Sports Radio and you just you had that feeling inside that this thing was more about a couple of people who wanted a, a little game or toy that they could mess around with. And it didn't have that longevity. And here's, you know, Sports Map just kind of 
in their lane, right? Kind yeah. of staying in their I, lane. And it's amazing how longevity is so much about staying in your lane. I just got this text from somebody who works at Sirius XM. And he says, I'm off Thursday and Friday because I was going to hook up with him. He says, got to do a full day at the career killer today. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, it's what my fellow Sirius XM anchor calls it. I go, wow, grim. What's the matter? He said, combo of no upward mobility. He says, they'll run a marathon to pay someone from outside the building before using anyone inside. There is a New York, D.C. hostility because the two companies merged. And basically, they don't let full-timers work for any other radio at all. Talent, yeah. anchors, wow. live from the O'Reilly They, they did that with studios. me. Uh, we'll, we're back. Yeah, for another day. Well, look, to be honest, to be fair, I think that there, we break that fourth wall down. I know you do a, a ton with just talking about the business and the industry that we're in because people that listen, P1s that they're called all the way to those who just pop in, they're not tuning into us. They're not watching, listening if they don't have interest in what we do beyond what we say. So to be fair to what you were just talking about, I think that there are plenty of people out there that would much or at least enjoy a detailed discussion about the industry as much well, as they would Aaron Rodgers. I know. Well, the thing that's unfortunate is that Sirius XM used to be, I thought, up there in that tier one of, wow, you're national, you're on satellite, you know, and that was huge for my career when I was on Fox Sports Radio, and it was also carried on Sirius and XM. That's huge. But it's just, it's all crumbling because of the internet and podcasting, and nobody's driving anymore. And mm -hmm. by nobody, yeah. I don't mean nobody, but a lot of people ain't driving, you know? So. That's a good point. It, yeah, it really is. is. Never thought about that. Well, think about the radio and where you're listening to something like, I don't know if people are streaming as much, right, with that. I, I, it's a good point about not being in the car nearly as, I have to force myself out a couple of days a week just to go a mile down the street to Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm yeah. listening for, you know, maybe 30 minutes in the car at most. I uh, know. It's actually the one bet, one of the few good things about the pandemic is that, my God, driving around D.C. in the Beltway, it is unthinkably easy compared to what it was a year and a half ago. Mm. I have ventured out in the meat, Harry, of some of the typical rush hour blog jams. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, what's going on here? It's 3.30. I got right onto the Beltway from 66. I'm going right over the American Legion Bridge. What the hell? Are you <laughs> finding that in Philly? Uh, it's it's gradually coming back to normal though, but it's still it's still way better than it was pre-pandemic. Right. See, here's so, as somebody who lived two years in Columbia Heights and worked in Adams Morgan, I can't fathom. My mind won't accept what you just laid out. I know it doesn't know. it doesn't compute That's in my true. brain. Well, then I'll take I'll take a viral video today. I will drive <laughs> into the teeth yes. of the hurricane. Four o'clock Beltway. <laughs> And I will, I will send it to you. And I'll say, see, Aton? Yes. I love it. I well, love that, it. that's one uh, thing that gives you a really unique perspective on uh, what went down over the weekend is you're, you're in the D.C. area still, yet you do radio also in Milwaukee and Wisconsin and D.C. So I, I thought we'd, we'd love to you know, touch base with you today because what took over the draft and really – you know, it sort of hijacked the draft, if you will, was the Aaron Rodgers news on on Thursday afternoon. And I wanted to know, how did your 
your uh, listenership react and what is the situation? I heard you this morning. You kind of think maybe he's might be losing a little bit of his leverage. Well, I mean, when you're playing the Jake Kumaro card, I mean, what is that? A three of clubs. Uh, it's like, if that's going to push anyone over the edge, I don't see it. Now I understand exactly what Rogers would mean by it. Kumaro is an edge of the roster guy playing on a veteran or not veteran, but just a minimum salary for the most part. And he ends up getting picked up by the Bills, and he's played a little bit, but whatever. But Rodgers praised him publicly. And then, like, the next day, they're like, he's gone. So, to me, it would have been easy to keep that guy on the margins of the roster if you were really listening to your quarterback. Mm -hmm. But that's just the way the league works. I've been yelling at the fan base in Wisconsin, hear me now, believe me later. The day Aaron Rodgers is gone, you're out in the woods. You're in the woods. You're wandering around like half the league is looking for a quarterback desperate. You're eating mushrooms. You're, you're drinking cup water out of your hands from the stream. It sucks. Patriots are there now, and they hope Mac Jones is going to be any good. I don't know about that. The Saints are going to find out in a hurry what they're going to miss in Drew Brees. And it's not a pretty place to be. And so I say to the fan base, stop with this macho talk about Aaron's a diva or, well, he didn't play good in the NFC title games. I said, after him, it's a it's a bad time coming. Well, we did it before with Rodgers and Favre. And I'm like, you got lucky. You didn't crack the code for how to do this, okay? The chances are, the overwhelming statistical chances are that Jordan Love is not very good. If he's Andy Dalton, that's a win. He wasn't a top-of-the-draft guy. He was a, oh, maybe he's a first-rounder. Let's go ahead and move back up a couple spots and grab him. It doesn't – it's not that easy. You guys know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the Colts. The Colts are hobos out on the streets trying to rehab Carson Wentz. How do you guys think that's going to go, having seen Carson Wentz for the last year and a half? Probably, I think, a little better only because he doesn't have this cloud of dysfunction and centering around him. But, right. yes, your point – it's not going to be a Pro Bowl year. It's not going to be a conversation where the most improved player or anything like that, he's just going to look marginally better than he did last year just because yeah. I think there's less tension. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not going to turn into a, a different quarterback or revert back to 2017. That's for damn sure. My, my global theory on this league, as you know, Harry, from hearing me talk and doing stuff with me is – this is a television show about quarterbacks, the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And they are really hard to find. And so if you got one, you better hug them and hold on to them. And I believe the profile on Rodgers at 37, he'll be 38 in December. He's going to play to 42 easy. Hmm. He doesn't get blown up because he's too smart, gets rid of the ball. He's in great shape. He's had a few injuries over his career, but nothing like Big Ben. He's not like a wounded soldier with a crutch under him the whole time. And so if he's going to be in business till 42, I'd be in that business if it was my team. I would make sure I orient everything around that. And then once he really starts running out of gas, then you can think about replacing him. But don't think about replacing him with a first rounder. That's just going to piss him off. Right. I mean, Gutekunst came for the king and missed. <laughs> and he had an MVP season. So I can understand why he's pissed. I don't know why so many fans don't appreciate how these athletes – got to this spot by being insanely hyper-competitive and alpha and driven and, yes, difficult to deal with. They're not here by accident. So. 
Hey, real quick, point. I'm just curious, in your opinion, based on everything that's played out so far, what's the easiest, simplest Occam's razor theory to appease Aaron Rodgers? How do you make this go away tomorrow? What, yeah, well, new contract with more money, which they don't really have right now, but I'm not an accountant. I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express once. I'm sure they could figure it out. <laughs> so more money, money more importantly, guys, that cements Rodgers to the Packers. See, what he doesn't like is that their deal with him, which was at the time the record for most guaranteed money, which lasted all five minutes, it's now in the easy off-ramp portion of the deal. The next two years, there's exits very easy. And, of course, the Packers love to be in that spot. And there's some people like, well, what, what's, what do we do wrong? We negotiated this deal. We were very smart about it because you have a unique talent. And the unique talent is not going to sit around and let you sunset him or flip him to the Panthers next year just to get on with the Jordan Love experience. He doesn't want that. So he wants money that cements him in Green Bay. And he wants them to listen to a few of his ideas, not the worst thing in the world. And I think if you trade Jordan Love, that would go a long way. Mm. Now, this report, he wanted Goody fired. I'm not sure I believe it. I also think it would be very bad for Rodgers because I believe, boys, you don't whack a civilian. You know, that's like a mob whacking a civilian. A player shouldn't be whacking a personnel guy. He screwed up, all right? He did something that was dumb. He didn't have an owner. See, this is another thing. You have a real-life owner who's a human being who knows how achieving athletes work because they're on the same sort of wavelength. A billionaire figured, okay, it's like the Kraft Brady thing. If you had that kind of owner, they would have stepped in and said, we're not doing that. We're not taking a first-round quarterback because that is the relationship most owners have with their star quarterbacks. They don't have that in Green Bay. Now, nine out of ten days of the week, that's a great thing to do. There's no billionaire asshat running your team, sometimes into the ground. Hmm. <clears throat> Washington. Yeah. And, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's speaking so of. They got, so they got hurt by that. So I, would, I, I, I was saying to trade Jordan Love. As soon as the season ended, I said, okay, Rodgers proved his point. He's the MVP. He looks great. He's not going to slow down anytime soon. What are you going to do, carry Jordan Love for four years mm -hmm. and take zeros and not play him? Well, you know, you got to be prepared. Some of, some of the fans are so delusional. Got to be prepared for the future. What are you talking about? Come on, man. The future is now, oh. as George Allen said. Right. The future is now. It's also next year. It's also at age 39, 40, and 41. I mean, Brady is expanding the envelope of what can be done. And, damn, this league, it's gotten so soft. Mm. Quarterbacks who know how to recognize, boom, that's cover two. That's cover three slice. Bang, hit their guy with accuracy. They'll throw until they're 45 or older. Mm. So. Well, you brought up Washington, and you, you talk about wandering around in the wilderness drinking uh, water out of cupped hands. The the Washington football team could is described that way. How surprised were you that they didn't do something in the first round with a quarterback? I guess they were within shouting distance of Fields sitting at 19. They could have made that move that the Bears did. I don't know if I feel it on Fields, but my track record on – quarterbacks is just as crappy as everyone else sitting behind a mic or on a couch or even in NFL offices. So I think it was a realization of we just don't, we're not there yet. We don't have the clout and the capital to go get a guy who's a, 
a rookie, and I think they're still stung by the uh, the Griffin or not the Griffin. The, the Griffin thing's bad, but the Haskins thing is bad as well. So it it doesn't surprise me. It does say that Snyder is not in that you know building, not in the war room at least. So that's a positive step. The only thing that's interesting is can you really build a team with all the necessary parts and then plop a quarterback that makes it go at the end? Hmm. I don't know if you can because if you're half decent, you're never drafting high enough. And you can't buy a quarterback that's worth a damn on the open market. You know, you overpay for a Hyundai Sonata in Kirk Cousins like the Vikings. Mm -hmm. First car I ever had when I lived down in Center City, Philadelphia, was a Sonata. And I had <laughs> nothing car. in that. Like I didn't even have uh, windows yeah. on that thing, man. And it got broken into. <laughs> Good car, reliable. Yeah. Not a chick magnet, though. No, no, no. no, no. You had to really work to get that going with a uh, Sonata. That's why, yeah, I had to get a, like a Weimaraner or hey. like a, a gold chain that's like six inches thick or something. Because I started with a Ford Fiesta. I had to hone my game early. Ford Fiesta. Yes. It's like working in radio for free for a couple of years. That's right. it. You're just out for the reps, Harry. The, the Ford Fiesta is one click above the Walter White green junk wagon of despair yes. <laughs> me to me that car was the star of the show the the unsung hero of the show because the, the the foley artists made sure every time he parked it somewhere the doors had to creak uh -huh. it sounded like it was just rusted metal and it underscored the fact that here's this brilliant chemist who's driving a piece of you know what? Right. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Hold that. Zabe's in the house with us. We're going to take a quick one on the network live on the Jacob Media YouTube page, Philly Voice and Sports Map Radio. Unbelievable. That is, you know, that's actually a really good observation of the contrast of the show, not just how hilarious it is about the car itself, but yeah. a really good subtle observation of the show, oh, yeah. just the dynamics of it, the, where they place things and, and color and just elements of it. Well, right. And it was, it was this fucking shit green, you know, right. like a color. Who would buy that color? Yeah. <laughs> was was it a similar couple of times, right? It was an Aztec. Pontiac Aztec. Right. But was it a similar green to the uh, Griswold uh, station wagon with the paneling? Yeah. That was more, I feel like that was more like the light wood, like that faux light wood. Well, right? it had the wood panel on it, but right. it had and then green, I think, too. I believe the, uh, the, the uh, Cadillac LTD station wagon, which was the family truckster, was the last production vehicle that had fake wood on the side of it. The really? fact that, that was even a thing is a hilarious. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. <laughs> it was the style at the time, as we right. like. I can't explain it. You had to be there. <laughs> nice, man. What? What? I'm just curious, just with Washington, how much discussion is there about the division? I, I, I never, we never really get that. We'll talk to people with the Giants and the Cowboys. We know we're doesn't matter if the Cowboys love us or hate us or don't even know we exist. We're going to talk about the Cowboys a lot, but Washington and Philly, at least, is the forgotten team, unless it's a year like last year where you can't avoid them. But I'm just curious, what is Washington? What are they thinking about, just fans' perspective, about the rest of the division? I'm not as in touch because I'm not on the air every day, but I think there's definitely optimism. 
you know, this is the time of year when every team gets better because you signed a few free agents that fit. You drafted some guys, but you get in your own bubble as a fan. You know, you're like, we're yeah. better. Every, every team is saying that we're better. Um, the division to me, obviously Dallas, if Dak is healthy, has to be dealt with defensively. They're garbage. I think the Giants, I'm not a Jones believer. I think they're floating sideways, basically. Hmm. And you guys, thank God, things are so inside out up there right now. I hope it lasts <laughs> a good long time. But the guy behind you, Harry, I fucking love that guy. I love Devontae. Devontae? Yeah. My favorite guy. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, he's going to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was either so that or the Giants. I know. Is, so yeah. is Jalen Hurts going to be given the chance to win it? For a year. They're going to okay. see what they got with him. Yeah. Because, I, you know, Joe Flacco, I, I'm sure, is coming here to come, try to compete. But if he beats him out, then you got real problems. Right. So, right. you know. And is, is there optimism that Hurts can be QB1? Uh, with a portion of the fan base. Okay. You know, I mean, I, you know, saw a couple games last year. He did some good things. And, you know, he looked like a rookie, did some bad things. Uh, jury's still obviously out, but with the, you know, when Carson made it, made it so, uh, he's the guy because he wanted out of here. Well, talk about diva. Yeah. <laughs> diva well, that, you know, here we go. Here we go. All right. We're back. And, this is kind of the norm here. Zabe is like, we just keep people until they tell us we have, they have to go. I don't know if Harry told you that. No, I didn't. Yeah. We I either, either, we I'm going to mow the grass today, so let's suffice to say I'm not in any hurry to leave the earth. <laughs> I just didn't want this to be like, you know, come on, man, I got to get out of here. And, and sometimes people actually say that, like, hey, guys, got to go. Or, you know, we get the look like, yeah, really? how much that is awkward. I try here? to remind my guests, tell me, I say, like, look, I thank you for your time. How much time do you have? So I don't mm-hmm. drag on. Right. You still yeah. have that driving range outside back of your house. Didn't you have some sort of place where you'd hit balls? It's uh, 248 yards of, uh, of yardage and a cow pasture. So like a three wood. Yeah, I'm getting older and stiffer. Becoming more like a full driver. I hate it. Well, what what happens if you shoot it and you fly that 245 or 248? I'll call you when that happens. <laughs> It'll alert the media. Yeah, right. Exactly. That'd be one. That'd be one ball that he wouldn't mind losing. Right. I'd pull right. it down and put it in a glass case. Well. Look, maybe we can introduce you to the 42 and a half inch shaft for the driver, right? That's been a big topic of con- people still want to see me hit this thing. Yeah, he cut, like, he cut like four inches off his driver shaft. What? Yeah. yeah. I, I was so the here's so you the got a shorty, you got a shorty driver. Mm-hmm. Correct. But the Big here's head, short shaft. Exactly. Huge head, as legal as it Sounds gets. Dirty. Right? <laughs> Sounds like a mushroom. Big head. Right. I got a mushroom head driver. That's a great way to put it. And, and, and who told you to do this? Bryson DeChambeau's cousin. No, I was on YouTube one night and oh, it was like, yep, yeah, one of these things. But here's the thing. And, and Harry, Harry knows because we're close and he knows the place that I play. There are witnesses to this. I'm telling you, Steve, I have not hit the ball better off the tee for three and a half straight rounds than I have in my life. So what, I don't know. I, I finally it, learned how to hit this thing. What What did you give up in distance once you Nothing. Uh, and, uh, Nothing. I'm not, here's the science behind it. I don't it. believe it. I'm telling you, all right. There's science behind it. I'll give you the science. 
The science is you've got a shorter lever, which by definition means you can't be getting the same club head speed. Right, Harry? Yeah. Can't be. Yeah. But here's the thing. The head is hitting the square of the head is hitting the ball. Okay, you're hitting every time. You're, you're hitting, hitting a sweet, sweet spot. spot more often. But Absolutely. The spot on the modern driver is the size of a trampoline. So Thank you. Why you were Thank missing you. it before. Yeah. Well, well here's the thing. The, the longer it is for me, right? The more likelihood that I'm pulling it in as well. So the ball or the balls off the tee for me are now going straighter as opposed to this tail that comes in when I alligator arm in <laughs> off contact. So it's helped me really keep my arm straighter because the shaft is shorter and I can get a little closer to the ball. So what's happened is my drives normally have this built-in tail and I'll lose, you know, 80 yards, whatever it may be. Now they're going straighter, so they're going farther. To your point, if I was hitting the driver well the first time and I cut the shaft down, I probably would lose some yardage. But since it's corrected some oh. awful tactic that I use or had, Technique, yeah. technically, that's why it's going straight. He's going to be putting together an infomercial. You'll see it on a cable channel soon near you for his 42-inch driver. I, say we'll be I, I, the believe, I believe, Harry, that TaylorMade actually came out with essentially a shorty driver like what Harry or like what Aton has cooked up in his garage. <laughs> it was a smaller head. It was a driver loft. And it was a couple inches shorter. They sold it. I forget what they called it as. I'm trying to look it up right now. No kidding. But it, yeah, but it was not successful. Oh, I'll text. I'll text Getter my tailor, my ex tailor made rep, and he'll know. Well, you know, Aton has been known to play with illegal golf balls Absolutely. and all kinds of these crazy wedges. He's one of those guys that buys those things advertised on the Wait golf channel at like 11:30 at night. Be well, I've been there too. I am a reformed. Oh, I am oh, a reformed. Oh, I'm calling my guy. We're going to get on the rep right now. Because I don't yeah. have any of those producer. bag. All right. My producer and longtime former intern. This is great. Great radio. It's dial tone radio. It's killing me. <laughs> well, we're on a stream too, so we can talk through it. But wow. anyway. all of those clubs are out of my bag. I just want that known out here. Okay. Oh, the illegal clubs are out. They're, well, they're legal. They're just late night infomercial clubs. Oh, okay. So the sixty nine degree legal wedge is out of my bag. Okay, <laughs> that stuff is out of here. The sixty nine degree. <laughs> I I knew a guy that had one that was sixty eight. <laughs> I want to say, or might have been seventy. Yes. The joke was you. You swing hard enough, it'll flip the cap off your head as the ball goes straight up. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, Unbelievable, man. man. Unbelievable. All right. How much of your time was dialed in on the Milwaukee Brewers-Phillies game last night? More than mine, which was about four minutes. I was out at an engagement, but uh, it was good for the Brewers to get Yelich and Kane back off the mm -hmm. injury list. They've got off to a good start without those two guys. Um, oh, hold on a second. Here's your answer. Okay. Getter, you're live on the air with Harry Mays. What was that shorty driver TaylorMade made for a while? The mini driver. The mini. Look it up, Harry. The Not the interest driver. mini driver. Oh, specs on it. Uh, it was uh, probably about a 285cc head, 43 and a half inch shaft, came at 12, 14, and 16 degrees of loft. Did they still make it? Hold on. I'm going to grab mine. Can, can, can you get one for Aton Shander? Because he went to the garage and mutilated his regular driver 
four inches short, swears it's longer or as long as his regular driver. So it's 42 inches. That's shorter than a three-wood. Yeah. I know. He's unaware that that's they already make a thing called the three-wood. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There was two iterations with him. There was, there was, it came out as a mini driver, and then there was the slider mini. Oh, the so, yeah. slider mini. And then and then they said no one's buying this thing, and they cut it out, right? I literally had a guy one time bought all three lost, 12, 14, and 16. <laughs> <laughs> one fitting. Wow. <laughs> one fitting. If you didn't get employee of the month for that, that must have gone around the company. Oh, my God. This guy, Gitter in Wisconsin, sold the whole set in one fitting. To one guy. One guy. That's amazing. So where, where can you get one now? Uh, eBay. Or, uh, or uh, Global Golf. All right. There you okay. go, Aton. There you go. The now he's got prime. it in his hand. There it is, Zabe. Look at what you got there. He's got an old okay. uh, Cobra. It's a Cobra. Yeah. It's a baffler. It's a nine and a half degree head. So here's the thing. The Cobra baffler is the largest legal club head that you can have and play. So what I did is I took that head and I have a regular driver shaft. It's the shaft that comes with the club. It's the actual right. baffler shaft. I just cut it down to 42 inches. You you butt cut it, right? You didn't tip it. Correct. Well, I had the professionals do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, wow. All right. There you go. Thanks, Getter. It's like a Frankenstein club. I'm telling you, man. Anything I can do to just not get an edge, but in my mind, get an edge. We're back mm. in three on the network. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Like, this is all yeah. placebo. Yeah, you know what? That that driver's going to work until it stops working. Yep. And then you're going to change yep. it. It has wow. a shelf life like putters. Yep. Because I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. And this is a placebo. It's it's making my mind think that the I'm playing. The industry is built on placebo. Yes, it is. No doubt. So the uh, did you hear about Harry the uh, container ship that capsized with all the golf equipment in it? Uh, yes. So I got a you know I got a deal with the local golf shop here in DC, golfed them, and I mm -hmm. got a, a sweet new Scotty Cameron, and it's got the regular tiny pencil grip on it, and I was like, I need the fatter grip, and I went to go look online for a Scotty Cameron branded grip because I don't like it to be mismatched. Right. You're a hundred dollars, and I'm like, "What in the for living?" For a grip, yes, for a grip, for a putter grip. And so I called the owner, buddy. I go, "What's going on? A hundred bucks? Is this just Scotty Cameron gouging people?" He goes, "No." He said it's because they're so rare. He said that there's a container ship that flipped, and a bunch of grips and shafts went to the bottom of the ocean, coming to America, and they just can't find the grips, so they're in short supply. He said they're a hundred plus back ordered at wow. his show. I go, ah, fuck it. Forget it. So. <laughs> I did hear about that ship, though. I'm, I'm actually going over a fitting tomorrow with Callaway. Nice. So how's yeah. your golf show going? Good. Really well. We're picking up more sponsors. We got the golf outing coming up in August. What's the outing? Uh, it's the Swing It and Ding It uh, Fox Sports The Gambler yeah. Open at my club. I do a show on that channel five days a week, two hours a night, and I still haven't been invited to that tournament. I invited you. Why? How do I play and sign up? Like, is this just a verbal agreement that I show up? And yeah, it's the same agreement I have. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure. No, but they wanted Aton to do a show while we all played golf. I go, there's no freaking way no. that's going to happen. No, Aton's playing golf. I don't care if I shoot a buck twenty. I'm right. playing in that tournament. Yes.
You could bring a 30-inch driver. I don't care. Absolutely. <laughs> do I get to get do I get to get some Eagles intel out of this conversation today or no? You know what? It's yeah, it, you do. You almost, you? It's like you have a crystal ball like Mr. Predicto or something like that in your hands because John McMullen normally joins us. This time at twelve forty, he runs the show. Birds. Yeah, McMullen's on with Zabe. Oh yeah, you know John. You yeah. know John well. What am yeah. I talking about? So John, John, this is it. This is a conversation the four of us can have. And here's the beauty of it: you can now turn in. You can take over the show. I'll bring it back <laughs> from the network, and then you pick John's brain with whatever you like. How about that? And then you can go duct tape an extra seven inches on your wedges <laughs> and modify those. Yeah. I'm going to come out with a 49-inch pitching wedge. Change the game of golf. (laughs) Seems like I am never going golfing with this guy, no matter what. (laughs) Screw the invite to Huntington Valley. (laughs) That's the thing. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, You know, you make a good point as we wind down the shaft talk, although I'm sure the discussion won't go away by any means. But I I have the lure here of a pretty decent place to play golf, as Harry can attest to. And still, that's not enough to overcome having to go out and play with me. And I recognize, at least I recognize that. What's the club? It's a fantastic place to play golf. Huntington Valley. Huntington Valley. It's married into it. Top shelf. Trust yeah. me, my family, my wife, her family, they're lifelong golfers. Her sister played at Mount. Like, they're they are really good. So I married into this. I never walk. Harry, I, I, I tell you, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but it's fun. I love it. But I still can't overcome that. Like, it's still, oh, wait, I got to go play with a guy with a 42-inch driver, like all these other clubs. Yeah. I'll, I'd rather I'll, go to I'll show you your Mongoloid driver. I need to see that place. It looks oh, sweet. Yeah. You need to see it. Let's do it. Whenever I, I, I had like a Caddyshack day at Huntington Valley. You know, it was like yeah. a, a company outing. So they let us uh, nothings in for one day. Look, I tell you, we're going to have the whole show there. And whenever we're going to time it, we're Zabe's up here as well. And I'll have the GoPros out there. We'll have the whole course to ourselves. We'll film everything. Because yeah. Harry knows we can't do anything without streaming it. No, Zabe gets up to this area, and we've played golf. Does I've had Zabe out at my place, and he brings along his camera set up, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And he takes he's got, a, he's got, a, like, a tripod that he throws in the golf cart, and he'll get it out, and he'll set up the camera like, he's at a, like we're at a wedding. And it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then he takes photos. It's unbelievable. Well, no, I've got, I've got a, I've got a, a pole with a, a, t- a spear on the end, a nail, big, eight inch nail, bam, just put it in the ground. Camera sits on top. Take it out, throw in the bag. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. There's too much shaft talk going on. I just came on, and I'm telling you, there's too much shaft talk. I know. Hey, John, I want some Eagles intel for God's sake. <laughs> you know, I, I need to get some value out of this time today, so I need to know what the hell's going on with the Eagles. <laughs> Uh, good question. I don't. I don't think any of us ever do. Howie Roseman was on, you know, one of the local radio stations today, ruining my show, by the way. Right. Uh, at that particular time, talking about the third round kerfuffle mm. with Tom Donahoe. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, tell me that's not gold. Did you guys not go crazy over that? I mean, oh, I of course. Now. I think it was overblown, but of course, Everything it was gold. Is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean that. People argue, but Tom Donahoe's been a GM in this league for a long time. He's been a two-time GM, and he's been around forever. 
He's got to know better. I mean, when right. that red light's on, just pretend. And then after, start yelling at each other. That's oh, what you got to do. Good times. So I, I guess I need to know, how, how is Howie Roseman such a survivor up there? Well, you know, Zabe, I think you can go to any city in this country. And if you take the sexy skill position player, you're going to be popular. Yeah. So Howie was popular for about 22 hours when he took to Bonte Smith. And right. then when he went back to his normal way of doing business over the final two days, taking five defensive linemen, essentially, five offensive and defensive linemen, people liked it less. Yeah, It, it happens everywhere. But it doesn't mean that they're bad picks. But he, like, he has survived and – stuck around multiple regimes and now he's back up to a point where the Tom Donahoe's of the world are like, this guy's still around. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, very few GMs. I can't think of another GM has gotten to hire as many coaches as Howie Roseman. Yeah. Not even um, Sam Hinkie. Yeah. And man, by the way, he's already set himself up for 2022 with the three first round picks potentially. So he's already in Jeffrey Lurie's ear saying it's not about 2021. Mm -hmm. right. It's about 2022. So he's good until at least 2023. I'll say that right now. Wait, so there's three picks, three first-rounders already lined up, or you say one could float to a third? A third. Well, one can float to a third. If Carson went, Yeah, if Carson Colts. Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, they get a first-round pick. So if he's healthy, they're getting Are a first-round pick. that one just yet, Harry? <laughs> um, no, not yet. I mean, I think I think there's another uh, uh, facet of that deal. See, seventy percent, but they make the playoffs. The playoffs yeah. yeah. Oh, so, seventy yeah. plus the playoffs. Yes. Seventy plus. No, or well, seventy-five and no playoffs. Or seventy-five uh, and no yeah. playoffs. Yeah. I, it could happen. It could happen. So, well, the Colts don't have a left tackle. That's my only concern. But there are guys out there because if you're hurt. You know, even if they're four and twelve, Carson's going to play seventy-five percent of the snaps. He's not getting benched. They don't have anybody else. So, yeah. what if he plays as bad as he did last year for you guys? Yeah. Well, then they I, might look at that trade and say, "Okay, he's at you know, let's shut him down so we keep that first-round pick." I guess that could happen. But if he's healthy, he's going to play seventy-five percent of the snaps. They're not going to win four games. They have too much talent. So, you know, it's pretty good chance the Eagles are going to get that that third first-round pick. So it's all about Hurts. If Hurts can play a bit, look like a QB1, you might have something going. If that doesn't yeah. happen, not going to be a good year. Which I don't particularly understand because Justin Fields was sitting there. Mm -hmm. So unless you wiped him off your board, from the epilepsy thing, from a medical standpoint, which is possible. Yeah. Um, I have no idea why you don't take him at 10 overall. I have no idea. He's got such a higher ceiling than Jalen Hurts. It's nothing against Devontae Smith, but I would have taken. You know, I, I wonder what it would take for a team who routinely undervalues and ignores a position to start paying attention to that position. If Micah Parsons, yes, if yeah. Micah wins defensive rookie of the year on the arch board, rival. 
Yes. Do you think that Howie and Jeffrey Lurie even acknowledge that? Or are they so wrapped up in their own world, in their own universe, that it's almost like eh, they got lucky? Yeah. They don't value that position. And they never will? Ever? No. No. But, but, you know, in a lot of ways, Eitan, that's just the way the game is going. Yeah, the First of all. Yeah, yeah. glory days of the linebacker. But I don't need Mike Singletary, guys, right? I, yeah. I mean, if, if I have one linebacker on the field, and I recognize that, you're, you're lucky to have two uh, on the field right now. But if I have one, wouldn't I want that guy? Well, to yeah, be- I would want Devin Look at White. what Tampa but, Bay had. Yeah, I would want Devin White. I mean, yeah. I think he was spectacular in the run to the Super Bowl. But think about it this guy, this way, guys. You, Aton, you just said if Micah Parsons wins Defensive Player of the Year. Well, he can't win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He can't. What? Everything's against linebackers. How is he going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year? Somebody's going to get eight, nine, ten sacks, and they're going to be Rookie of the Year. Right. Or maybe they get five, six interceptions at defensive back. Everything's against linebackers. The position's devalued, so yep. it's not going to happen. Well, wasn't Leonard up in discussion, right? Yeah. He All won right. it. Good yeah. point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Look, John, I, I, I hate arguing with you. You're too nice of a guy for us to go back and forth. <laughs> no, no, but if, if Parsons did find a way to win something like that, Howie would come out and spin it that, you know, it's, it's uh, not always about talent, it's about fit, you know, yeah. like one of those things. Yeah. 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 Well, I had my buddy, our buddy, Matt Lombardo, on this morning on Birds 365. And, you know, he, he kind of said, and I agree with him, because you see these trades in the division. The Eagles don't care uh, about what's going on with Micah Parsons. They're concerned about getting Devontae Smith. Um, But, yeah, you're right, Harry. Long-term, the fan base is going to look at it and say, if Parsons turns into a superstar, we could have had him. We gave him to the Cowboys. We gave him an extra third-round pick. Vice versa, if Devontae Smith goes off against the Cowboys all the time, Jerry Jones is going to get killed. Hmm. Bottom line is both organizations don't care. You can't yeah. think about that kind of well, stuff. Well, the Eagles wouldn't have had him because if they they knew that they told Dallas they were drafting offense, if they would have they wouldn't have made the trade with him, Dallas would have just took him at 10. Well, yeah, but yeah. they get the extra third round pick. So right. it'll look bad. If right. it turns out that Parsons is a star, it'll look bad for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yep. No, they have no interest in him whatsoever. Um, John, I, I agree, and I think that's a big part of it where the Eagles, we almost assume that they're paying attention to stuff that they're clearly not. But I do, as we have the four of us on here, and I'm sure it's something that's come up individually, I know collectively at least for three of the four of us, but Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy, is this even a reality right now? And and again, the reason why I say this is because I was surprised the ratings hit such a spike, and I don't know how sustainable that spike is, but I don't know. He wouldn't be my go-to guy hosting the show. And I wonder if there's any leverage that really exists with this. No, I don't think so. You know, he gave him a sugar high, but it faded. The second week numbers were actually lower and the novelty will wear off. And truthfully, he wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. If you're a Packer fan, you're like, oh, wasn't it wonderful? 
soft tone, low energy, yeah. and nothing dynamic to it. So I don't think he's going to get the job. I think in theory he could have got the job. But as in terms of real leverage, I don't think there's anything to that. No, I, I think Aaron's leverage is he will walk away, Jeopardy or not. He will walk. He will Carson Palmer to that team. He will say, you know what? I'm not playing for you. Yeah, he'll fake retire. Yeah, exactly. And then make the Packers sit there, deal with the fallout, hope that Jordan Love doesn't go one and six out of the gate, Mm -hmm. and then try to desperately figure out, okay, who can we trade him to that won't kill us like Favre? It's it's a dumb situation to be in, but they got in that situation because they thought they were being too cute by half. Now he got bit in the ass by a great quarterback. (laughs) We'll take him in Washington. Fantastic. Yes. You guys take him in Philly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Would that be the the most famous fake retirement of all time across the board? I mean, you had Barry, but he never really came back, right? So that's a real retirement. That's a real retirement. Yeah. Unless unless you get into boxing where everybody fake retires. Yeah. What about what else are we missing? Like who retired? What about that idiot Jets fan? Didn't he retire? Yeah, no, came back. What yeah. fireman, yeah. Ed. Fireman, yeah. Ed. fireman Ed? Yeah, and they let him back like yeah. it was nothing. Why did he retire again? Because the team sucked. Yeah, oh, really? he had a falling out with the uh, yeah. the organization. Yeah. And he was, you know what? He was sick and tired of playing that role every single yeah. weekend to get his ass kicked inside out. The best story, and this was not a retirement, but it was uh, Ragnar. The guy who rode the motorcycle. Oh, in the biking guy, yeah. Form, and he demanded like a 4,000% raise per yeah. game. And the Vikings are like, yeah, no. We can we can swing a dead cat in a bar up here in Minnesota and five 20 five guys. Five a guy with a beard, yeah. What, did you know see? how to ride a motorcycle and wear yeah. horns. You're out. Did, did you see that the Suns gorilla mascot assigned the first ever team mascot athletic endorsement deal? Wow. Oh, my God. No. Yes. He's well, inked a, a deal with Phoenix Streetwear Boutique guest list for clothing, uh, sneakers and clothing. Is he okay. the original gorilla? I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm amazed that it, it wasn't like the – I mean, the Philly fanatic is like on the Mount Rushmore. He's um, the yeah. – You can't yeah. sell oh, anything no, no, no. athletic. No, I'm going to say it this was... is going to kill me. The San Diego chicken yeah, is the guy. Well, yeah, that's, that's right, true. John. Ed Canulis, San Diego chicken, one. Philly fanatic, two. Right. And probably the Phoenix Suns Gorilla Three. I mean, dunking off a trampoline in a gorilla yes. suit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's an actual skill set right there. I got. That's pretty cool. That. But the San Diego Chicken wasn't the mascot. It was a radio station mascot. Right. Actually, yeah. it wasn't like the San Diego Padres endorsed deal. Hold on, yeah. I've que- we have to break here real quick on the network. I have questions about this gorilla endorsement as well. It's the middle. Now, here's the thing: is it for the gorilla? Or is it for the individual? Meaning, who, what owns, who owns the who owns the IP on it? Yeah, property. The yes. character, the costume. The not whole sure. Thing. Our, the our buddy, right? Uh, because if it's not if it's not the individual, then that guy's just there until his contract. He's out filling out the suit. Off the wrong he's person. Filling out the suit. Right. No, a sports law lust. Our buddy Dan Lust had it on his Instagram. That's where I saw it. All right. Well, we might need to have a conversation yeah. with Dan at some point this yeah. week just to get a follow-up here on that. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, right. I'm sorry, Steve. When am I leaving? He's got Whatever to go. you want. Whatever you want. You've got to go <laughs> cut the grass, man. This, don't I need to say goodbye? Be rude to not say goodbye. No, no, no. Yeah. Just Look, Irish goodbye. Point. Everybody does it all yeah. the time. Irish goodbye? Yeah. Yes. You just right. click off. Get Honestly, we... <laughs> 
at this point, we're the invoice. Please, it seems to go and go and go. No, we we just keep going. We don't stop. <laughs> it's a seamless right, two hours. Thanks for joining. Hey, really, no thank you. And uh, John, nice to see you. Good to talk Good to, to see you. Okay. All right, bud. All right, guys. Thanks, brother. There he is. Unbelievable. <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got John on too. <laughs> well, yeah, McMullen would guest on his uh, DC yeah, show all right. the time. I, you have you're, you're probably on the the one in Milwaukee too. Every now and then, now, right? I believe so. The I morning did, show. I get them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been on his show a lot. Yeah. Are you celebrating uh, May Fourth today, John, with your Jedi mind? What, what is May Fourth? May the Fourth no. be with you. Yeah. Um, that the only Jedi mind tricks we recognize on this show is Vinny Paz. Okay, that's right. No, I'm not a big. I enjoyed the the first three Star Wars, but it's too much. I mean, come on. At some point, you got to tap out. When did you yeah. tap out? What? what oh, uh, like the new ones. I I was all right. Well, I'm in on the first like three. new new ones. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, look at that. You know, Adam's exploits with a really good observation here i didn't even notice that no bricks for john right that's a great background it is a great background yeah. i'm not in charge i mean i'd like to change it up but those decisions are made higher up the chain than me mm. look i feel like i have to keep up now and run mm. run our own here remind people right john's doing his for 365 doing mine here for the middle all on jacob how about those numbers man Woof. yeah yeah d gun pulling them in yeah, Gunn was a huge help too. I should. Oh, no doubt, he was he was big. Should have tagged him. Whoops. I mean, the guest list on Birds three sixty five is off the charts, though. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it many? has been? It has been. We 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 finally got ghosted today. No, uh, by who? Eric Edholm from Yahoo. We just well, Eric's a great dude. I know, I know. He didn't do it on purpose. Okay. He, he was expecting a call like it was a radio show. I thought I told him it was streaming and all that. Got it. Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Final couple of minutes here, then overtime. I had something I was just going to bring up, but you said something at the end of the break, and I completely forgot it. So go ahead, do whatever well, you want. I don't know what was said that derailed you, but I was. No, it wasn't what... derailed in like a negative sense. It was whatever John said at the end there, which oh. I forgot now because now I was trying oh, to streaming about the streaming guest. Yeah, uh, Eric Edholm was the guy who ghosted, ghosted him. You. Yeah, and Eric's a great. No. Dude. He, comes he didn't ghost me. He got back to me. Okay, okay, but yeah. originally I ghosted. Well, I I thought I did. I was telling the story. It's about twenty minutes. So he got back to me in about 20 minutes. I texted him while we were on the air, and I said, did you forget? And then I thought he was ignoring me, but then he finally got back to me. He was expecting the phone call. Ah, and, you know, hmm. streaming, yeah. you got to click on the link, and some right. people aren't used to that, right. and blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Did, did okay. either of you guys see Jabril Peppers uh, trolling uh, Devontae Smith and the Eagles? I did no, see but that. Should we pull it up? Yeah. Well, I was on his Instagram. Apparently, he took up side by side pictures of um, the two draft picks, Smith and um, uh, Tony Kadarius Tony, side by side. And you see Tony's got a big smile on his face, ear to ear, with his giant stuff on. And Devonte Smith sort of has this sort of quizzical look on his face, almost like 
Well, my, doesn't look my, all that happy. Yeah, my you know, Kadarius Tony's thrilled to be a first round pick. Devontae was knew he was going to be a first round pick. Good point. That's good point. That's my theory. He that. makes the point uh, the difference between being drafted by the Giants than the Eagles is clear. Mm. <laughs> right now, that is a great troll job, but that's like the person in the schoolyard who's just yelling louder than everybody else, winning the argument, not really saying anything of substance. This reminds me a lot of when Joel Embiid was drafted, remember? And there was that initial video of him basically being like, oh, man, but he was right. really reacting to something else. And uh, right, look, you know, you, you got to give uh, Peppers credit. He got it off. I'll give him credit on that. But come on, let's be honest here. I can't imagine Smith isn't upset. It's no. Time next. No. All right, we're back in 30. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. Overtime. And I'm curious, John, if you can indulge me and, and Harry uh, as long as you would like as well here, because mm. we did bring this up yesterday and I built the column this week on Philly Voice on this kind of theory here. But going back to 20, like getting your thoughts on what happened recently is necessary. But now, with the benefit of looking back and having the three years that you and so many others, right, stick to, and it makes sense, right, as far as letting a draft truly breathe, going back to 2018, I wonder, and even if I were to hit you with a couple of, I'm trying to find out where I can, all right, here we go. If we can go through it there, like the first round, we averaged out to a C, right, because you trade out of the first round because you just won the Super Bowl. Initially, just leaving the first round, giving Baltimore the opportunity to draft a guy like Lamar Jackson, that's where it started out as an F. But when you look at everything you got back, it helped the average bump it up to a C. So we gave the first round in 2018 when you added Dallas Goddard, when you added Avante Maddox, when you added Miles Sanders, and you factored in just simply moving out because you won the Super Bowl and you thought, hey, we'd be there forever. That's kind of how we factored it in. Two Bs, a C, and an F got us to an eight, divided that by four, and that was the C for the first round in 2018. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's fair to say the Eagles shouldn't have traded out from number 32. They weren't looking for a quarterback. I mean, people well, can they play. Were, they confused a player. Yeah, but I mean, they're not going to draft Lamar Jackson, though. But I hear you. They could stay at 32. But you know there's a premium with that 30-second selection. I remember doing pre-draft with Harry Roseman that year. I asked him that question, the value of the 30-second pick with the 50-year option somebody coming up to go get a quarterback. 
the Vikings did it with Teddy Bridgewater. He was 32. Uh, the Ravens did it with Lamar Jackson. That's what people do because they want that extra year. So the Eagles are coming off the Super Bowl. Nobody's thinking about a quarterback. They can take advantage of other teams who need a quarterback, and that's what they did. I thought in the moment it was a very, very smart thing to do. Now, as you fast forward and you look what happened to Carson Wentz, if you're going to play the game of hindsight and say Lamar Jackson is a superstar, well, then, yeah, you're going to look badly at it. But I don't think that makes any sense to look at it that way. I, I don't well, think you on. can look at it that way. What's the difference between looking back at a draft pick three years from now and having the benefit of hindsight to apply a grade versus looking back and seeing what's happened over the last three years and applying that as far as a grade? Like, hey, why should the Eagles get a benefit of the doubt if they mishandled or at least had some sort of facilitation in Carson Wentz no longer being here? Well, no, I mean you can you can criticize him for the Carson Wentz thing to the you know to your heart's content. They deserve all the criticism in the world for that. But I think they're two separate sort of circumstances. Look, if you're in the top ten of the draft, like they were this year, after a trade back, trade back up, then you can say, okay, just look at it in a vacuum. You're a pretty bad football team if you're up that high. So did you get a good player? Did you get a bad player? Did you develop the player? I think all of that is fair. When you're at 32, when you won a Super Bowl, I think you got to put in the context of where you are as well if you want to be fair. And, you know, some people want to be fair. Some people don't want to be fair. Okay. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that first round pick. That was all higher. Yeah. What was our overall grade? A C, A time well, for that? I'll run through it. Okay. So we gave uh, the first round was a C as a result of that. And look, we applied grades for the other guys in that trade. Like Goddard was a B. Miles Sanders was a B. Avante Maddox right now is a C. And that goes into the <laughs> second round where we have Goddard as a B right now. And I think mm -hmm. the, and I even say it like Goddard this year can turn from a B to an A and be a top five tight end with opportunity being the top option, all that right yeah. now. just, we had him as a B the third round. We had both play. Oh, pardon me. Third round was a trade, right? Yeah, There were no picks in the third. Yeah. Round. But here's the thing. Yeah. When you look at the third round and what it did, I had it at a C, but I'd be willing to listen to John McMullen bump it up as high as a B minus. And here's why. The bad news is that it took that third-round pick, which should net a starter, to move the mistake of Jordan Matthews to Buffalo. Here's the good news. The player they got back was Ronald Darby, who helped them win a Super Bowl, right? So yeah. from that standpoint, I think, look, Jordan Matthews, him and the fact that you had to sacrifice a third-round pick was an F. Ronald Darby coming back was an A. Therefore, that that third round average to a C. Well, I will say I think it's an interesting way to look at. I would look at it this way. Look, the Eagles only had five picks back-to-back -back years. Why did they have five picks? Because they thought the championship window was open. That's right. Probably a little bit longer than they should have thought it was open. However, I think if you ask most fans, they would have agreed with that. They would have said – Let's go for it. Let's try to win a Super Bowl. Let's try to get another one. 
So to, to sort of play revisionist historian and go back and say they shouldn't have done that, I don't think that's fair either. No, I'm not I'm, saying, John, that they shouldn't have done any of this. I'm not applying my own editorialism, if that's even a term. I don't think it is, right, to this. What I'm, I'm just observing. I'm just saying, yeah. hey, Darby was only here for a short period of time, or Michael Bennett was only here for a year, or Carson Wentz is no longer here. So I'm not... I'm not going back and saying, oh, the Eagles should have drafted Lamar Jackson. What I'm saying is that we do have to somewhat factor in what history shows us right now. That's No, I agree. I think the only draft grades that matter, really, are 50-year options. And you're just saying the deadline was earlier this week. Who picked up the 50-year option on, on, on their players? Who didn't? The ones who didn't, it's a failure. It's a failure of a pick. That's the ones who did, um, they're at least contributors to the like point it. where they want to keep them around. And then even more so, if you want to go to the second contract, are they going to uh, are they going to earn a second contract with their original team? That might be the ultimate stand because that means you're you've had a successful draft choice. So that to me are the only draft grades that matter. To be honest. All right, I got I got to ask John one more thing. I I know you had Lombo on the show today. Uh Mike first question and my only question is was he wearing a mask during his appearance? He was not. He was, he was safe not. in his own home. He was. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell if his wife was close or his, or his kid was close. So Well, he is he is comfortable? He, is he still quarantining after his first night out in a restaurant in a year and a half? God bless him. But, uh, yeah, he's very safe. He's very cautious. Uh, but he was maskless. He seemed very comfortable. Good. So I think he was alone. All right. Couldn't resist. Harry wanted to know, and, and he would not let this interview, this appearance, this conversation die without knowing that specifically. Hey, it wouldn't be me if I'm not breaking somebody's balls. <laughs> Absolutely right. right. I totally agree with you, my friend. Totally agree. <laughs> my friend. What do you, my, oh, yes. <laughs> Now, what do you have tomorrow? Look, we got about 45 seconds or so. You want to preview Birds 365 for everybody tomorrow at 8 a.m. here? Our buddy Dave Zangaro is going to be on ah. from NBC Sports Philadelphia at 820. Working on uh, – I'm hoping to get Dane Brugler because he uh, – but I'm still working on that. So can't confirm that yet. But he gave the Eagles the great draft grade. Yeah. He also put out his 2022 mock draft. I don't know if you guys saw that. He has no. the Eagles taking a quarterback from Liberty. What? From Liberty. Oh, the kid from Auburn. Yeah, he was really? a transfer from Auburn. I don't Auburn, even know I who think. he is, to be yeah, honest, yeah. at this stage. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he, he's, he's uh, Hugh Freeze's quarterback. I think That's he right. transferred from Auburn. He's pretty See, good. That makes yeah. more sense to yeah. me, Harry. No, he yeah. played, yeah, legit. Right. Because I have not started any work on no. the 2022 draft. I can say that confidently. Zero. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah. All right. Well, you watch uh what is it? The new HBO Mayor from Easttown, episode yes. three. I saw last night. It was great. Right. Well, look, mm. I gotta watch all I gotta catch up on all three. I gotta, I gotta right catch now. up because that that giraffe kills me, man. Yeah. I don't no. do anything. Yeah. Well, take like some time days. and watch uh Witches of Eastwick. What's it called? Mayor of Easttown. Okay, watch Mayor of Easttown, will you, John? 
I'm going to. I need some. Uh, I need some Matt Lombardo time. I need some alone time. All right. Well, careful now. You're gonna. Harry's now gonna ask you like 15 more things. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. All right. We're out of here. Thanks to everybody. Right. Enjoy your day, the middle folks and stream and everybody else out there. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and tell the world about Jacob Media here from Birds 365 to the middle. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube.